Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It is season three. It's episode 17, and Crowley, Cody Bellinger is back. Yes, exciting news as I woke up this Sunday morning to your text. But uh, we've got some games to talk about as well. The Cubs uh, hit the field on Friday, took on the White Sox, and I know the first thing we wanted to talk about were the new lineups of Craig Council in spring training. Yeah, I was really impressed, Dustin. I thought it was a really good mix of veteran and prospects. And I like the fact that, you know, giving the young guys a chance to start off the game rather than just kind of coming in towards the middle or the end. I also like how council is, you know, these first three games, the start of each game has been guys that are in that competition for that fifth starter spot. So, hey, he's he's given them a ch- chance to uh, show what they got. So we'll see what happens, right? Right. I did like uh, Jordan Wicks getting out there right off the bat. He's one of the guys in the mix, right, for that fifth starter spot. It was good to see him. You know, what did he go? One and two-third innings of work, was working on a certain pitch. Um, but a uh, little pop in that Cub lineup in that first game on uh, Friday <laughs> afternoon, huh? Little pop, little pop. Yeah, we're, we're the, the main thing we're not going to do is overreact to spring training games, but we really want to look at some of the questions that the Cubs have facing the season. And one of those questions was, let's let's talk about that pop. Um, when you looked at the lineup that came out, it was Happ at left, Morel third, which we wanted to see Amaya catching, Mervis at first, uh, Canario uh, in right, P. Crow Armstrong in center, Luis Vasquez at short, Joe Hudson, the the non-roster invitee catcher DHing, and Matt Shaw, the youngster, getting to second base. So that's what I'm talking about, that mix. Absolutely loved it. And you know, Jordan Wicks was on the bump, and I thought he looked okay, Dustin. The first inning, nice one, two, three inning, striking out the first batter of the game. But I wonder about this, Dustin, because the offense had a long bottom of the first inning. Mm-hmm. They were they they batted around, and I wonder if sitting on the bench as long as as Wicks did affected him because I thought he looked less sharp in the second. Um, he got the first out, no problem. But then White Sox DH Tim Elko. Homer to right, followed by uh, Domini Fletcher hitting a single. After getting the next batter ground out, he committed a couple of fielding errors on the same play, a weak roller off the bat of former Cub, Martin Maldonado, that Wicks just could not pick up. And, you know, the inning would have been over otherwise, but, he, you know, Martin Maldonado is not a speedster, let's just put it that way. Had all the time in the world to pick that up. <laughs> yeah, he's not uh, he's not known for his wheels, that's for sure. No. And so, you know, he doesn't make the play. His day is done. Hunter big comes in and finishes the inning. 
I thought, like you said, Jordan Wicks, it was okay, but he talked about, you know, that he was kind of, you know, working on some pitches, those type of things, which, you know, is normal. Here's what uh, Jordan Wicks had to say about his outing. Do what you wanted to. Yeah, I mean, the main thing for the first one is just get out there and get back to, you know, having the juices flowing and get used to being in games. Um, you know, for the most part, we wanted to kind of feature everything today, which we did. Um, you know, there were some times where, like, you know, if we're in a regular season game, we'd probably pitch a few situations differently, but we wanted to see some stuff in some certain situations, which I feel like we did. Um, I thought the things we worked on this offseason, which was mainly the spin, I thought that looked really good. Um, I was excited about that. And, you know, there's just some, some stuff, obviously, to clean up. So, you know, it is spring training. It's early on. But, you know, it's good to get that feedback early so now we know going into the next one, okay, you know, these are things we really want to focus on. You kind of mentioned it right there, but that slider that you're working on, mm -hmm. how big will it be to start seeing how hitters are reacting to it? Yeah, it'll be huge, um, you know, to get some, you know, really game action reps, you know, because you can you can try to mimic it and, you know, live BPs and everything you want to, but you don't really get your true answers until you see it in a game situation against hitters from another team like we did today. And so, you know, I was happy with, with what we saw so far. So, you know, just going to keep building and, and keep going. You know, you're talking about that slider. That's the big thing for him. And I like the fact that he mentioned, you know, like if you're – there's no way. And this is when we were talking about Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell – you can sit there and throw all the live BPs you want. It's not the same as being in a game and seeing how a hitter reacts to a certain pitch that you're throwing. And so I think Jordan, you know, had all the right things to say and, and, you know, he's going to look better the next start, clean some things up and it should be good. Right. Right. I agree. The only thing you're a little, you know, the, the defensive issues that, the, that those are the kind of things that you would rather not um, see going on because again, they are the, the pitchers are definitely working on things and then they get in a situation, right. You get a guy on or you, you, you've got, two guys out and a certain guy is coming to the plate. So it's, you're, it's situational and you're just working on little things. It's not like a game type situation, but the fielding errors, if, if there was one complaint, that would be my big complaint is the fielding errors. Clean I'm, for sure <laughs> I'm sure they'll get them a little PFP in the backfields or something. No, no problem there. Um, pitcher fielding uh, practice, but uh, you know, I talked about that bottom of the first, the Cubs absolutely lit up the white Sox rolled out. Dustin, 40-year-old Jesse Chavez, he was with the Cubs twice in the past, mm -hmm. and uh, you got to wonder how much he has left in the tank. Hap leads off and singles up the middle, which, Dustin, that was one of the things, Ian Hap leading off. With the way that that guy gets on base, please, please, God, let that be a regular thing. Right, he shouldn't and, be batting fourth or fifth. No, no, he should be up at the top. He has one of the best OBPs on the team. Let him, let him be at one or two. And then if, and then have Nico be the opposite, you know, either Nico one or Ian one, and then the other guy too. I'm fine with that. He gets on with a nice single up the middle and then Christopher Morrell two run blast. Good to see the bat still works. Dustin Morrell is homered against the White Sox in his last two consecutive at bats. The last time he hit a walk-off home run versus the Sox where he tore off his Jersey. Yep. So fun to see Christopher Morrell still having that pop. Um, Amaya, Miguel Amaya would single Mervis and Canario strike out, but then PCA hits a ball to right center. I think it would have been a single for most hitters, but that speed, he turned it into a double. Luis Vasquez is going to walk, and then Joe Hudson, a non-roster invitee catcher, hit a double down the line to clear the bases, and the Cubs were up five to nothing. How about Matt Shaw? First spring training game for the Cubs there. He hits a double to score Hudson to make it six nothing. Again, the Cubs are going to bat around in the fir in that first inning. They're going to add two more in the fifth after Canario singled. PCA's hit by a pitch. Luis Vasquez grounds out to move up the runners. And then Joe Hudson hits an infield singer to third. 
The throw is, so there's two outs. He throws it from third. The throw's not in time. Canario scores easily, and PCA's flying around. He scores from second on an infield single. Dustin, that that's PCA can be a disruptor on the base pass. We yes. know that. Yes, he and, can. And so it was just, you know, I know some people are like, well, it was two outs. You just saw the wheels on that kid. It wasn't even close. He was right behind Canario. The other thing is it didn't he, – he tried to lay down a bunt, and it was not, not a bad bunt. It just landed a little bit foul. That's something that Craig Council wants PCA to incorporate in that game. You, you know, use the speed. You remember that movie Major League with Willie Mays Hayes, and the coach right. used to make him do push-ups every time he hit the ball up? Yeah. Get the ball on the ground and let your speed, you know, be, be the thing that defines you. Yeah, let it be your best asset. No doubt about it. And so Hap was one for three. Morello one for three with a homer. Amaya one for three. Canario one for three. PCA one for two, and he scored two runs. Dustin, on the pitching side, there was some impressive performances, and the one that most fans were talking about was Caleb Killian. Uh, Killian, who came to the Cubs in the Chris Bryant trade, he pitched two innings and gave up no hits, struck out two batters with zero walks. He was hitting 98 MPH on the radar gun. Uh, that, that looked really good. Let's, let's hope he keeps that up. Yeah, no doubt about that. Good to see him with that. Uh, cause he's a, he's one of those guys, he's a tweener type, not really exactly sure what his role is on this team, but it was interesting. Um, I think it was last week, Craig council talking about the, the starting five and everybody's worried about the fifth starter. And he said, I, I get that, but you know, we're going to end up needing probably nine guys to start games for us. And, and Caleb William, Caleb Killian might be one of those guys that's going to get a start here and there. Absolutely. Another reliever who came in throwing gas was 2019 12th round draft pick Hunter Big, who was throwing in the upper 90s. Uh, Non-roster invitee Richard Lovelady, who Cubs Twitter has affectionately named Dick Lovelady, looked really good, as did Bailey Horn and Jose Quas, who both threw two strikeout innings. Uh, Horn's a lefty that the Cubs acquired in the Ryan Tapera trade from the White Sox. Um, he's been on a couple of those championship teams for the minor leagues Cubs. He's definitely a guy to keep an eye on. But you know, when you sit there and, you, and the Cubs walk away with this run with a with a nice victory, I mean, you know, eight to one, you're going to take that every day. It, it was just a fun opening day at Sloan Park. Absolutely, anytime you can beat the White Sox is a good day, as far as I'm concerned. I don't care who was pitching for them. I don't care who was hitting for them. I don't care who was or who wasn't in the lineup. Cubs beat the White Sox. I'm happy. Absolutely. Uh, the Cubs would then go uh, to Scottsdale to take on the Giants, Smiley versus Logan Webb. You had Talkman at center, Magical at third, Wisdom at first, Mervis again for a second day in a row in the lineup, DHing, uh, Jorge Alfaro catching, Master Buani at shortstop, Alcantara and right, Brennan Davis at left, and Matt Shaw getting two starts as well. So Mervis and um, Shaw getting two starts. So that was kind of cool to see. Look, the White Sox are not a good team, Dustin. They're probably may lose a hundred games and Jesse Chavez is an over the hill reliever. So I felt that, you know, against the Giants and, and, and Cy Young candidate Logan Webb would be a better test to see what little, the Cubs A little had. better measuring stick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the results were pretty much the same. The offense was crutching and the pitching was fantastic. The Cubs uh, had an eight to four victory over the Giants. And, and, you know, I, I, I just, Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You know, he kept that fifth starter competition going with Drew Smiley starting and getting, you know, getting the start. He looked shaky in the first inning, giving up two walks and a wild pitch before getting J.D. Davis to ground into a double play to end the inning. But he looked much better in the second with a one, two, three inning, getting a fly out and two ground outs. Tommy Hadovy was on the marquee broadcast and he was asked about Smiley and he felt that Smiley was trying too hard in the first to kind of show off some of the new pitches and just kind of got away from look, get strike one and then start to work around that. And I think you could see Smiley make the correction in the second. So his outing was kind of the flip of what happened with Jordan Wicks. I thought that he looked better in the second in the first. And I thought Wicks was the opposite, looked better in the first a little less in the second, but that's why Tommy's one of the best in the business. Right. And you're not going to worry about Drew Smiley right now either. And again, as much as I'm, I worry about everything, you know, these, the pitching, I'm not going to worry about unless somebody gets hurt because they're working on stuff. So just everybody keep that in mind as you're watching it. If I'm going to be okay with it, if I'm going to be able to live with it, <laughs> you should be able to live with it too. 100%. And and you remember last time we were on this podcast, I said, do not forget about Brennan Davis. He was injured the last couple of years, but yep. there is no doubt that he is a blue chip prospect. He was twice the Cubs minor league player of the year, the futures game MVP. He would have been injured. There's not much you can do. I mean, you know, I, I know what they say, you know, the best ability is availability. And if Brendan's available, he's going to make, uh, you know, he's going to be trying to get a job on this team as well. He had a big day with two outs in the first and runners on second and third. He hit a two out RBI single off Logan Webb to put the Cubs up to nothing. Davis would also hit a solo home run with two outs in the fourth. He finished his day going two for three with a home run and three RBIs, Dustin. Great to see. Yep. Great to see. Great to see him back. Good thing he's healthy. And, uh, you know, he is part of that uh, very crowded, very young, very talented outfield mix that the Cubs have in the uh, in the organization right now. Yeah, Mike Talkman was one for two with a walk and scored on a Patrick Wisdom double. So P. Wiz getting his first RBI. Kevin Alcantara, El Jaguar, was playing right field. And I don't know if you saw this, Dustin. He got he was wearing the Jaguar glove. It's really mm-hmm. it's crazy. Something but he didn't argue. He had an RBI single to score Matt Mervis, who had a good day at the plate. He went one for two with the walk and scored two runs. And I think that he's been his at bats. He's been having really good competitive at bats. And so, you know, take your walks. And, and that's the thing is, you know, he was able to score two runs as big. Owen Casey came in later in the game and in the eighth, he drew a really nice two out walk and he was along for the ride when David Bodie hit a two run home run to left center David Bodie still has pop in that bag. There, he's still hanging around. Gotta love that guy. Love that story. Love that story. I mean, like he's on the last year of the deal. It's five million dollars. You know, I wonder if if the Cubs could find somebody that could give him a start in the majors. It's not like he's breaking the bank. No, no, he's not breaking the bank. But you know, yeah, like I could see him with the like the Florida Marlins maybe or something like that. Right, Pittsburgh Pirates, right. I am just surprised he hasn't. And I understood before because of the size of the contract, but it's the last year. It's $5 million. 
you know, other, I, I'm just surprised. And so Chase Strumpf hit a solo homer in the ninth to make it eight to nothing. But Miles Mastrobuani, he's not going to pop out at you on this. He was one for three. He stole a base, and he made some nice defensive plays at shortstop. And I feel like he was a guy that got beat up a lot last year, and I don't really want to say it's his fault. He was a very young guy, and originally they put him in the outfielder, and he's an infield. I mean, imagine playing in April with the wind howling in, and you've you know never played there before. I mean, he just kind of was put – that to me is one of those things I want to know. And I doubt anyone will ever tell me whose idea it was to put him in right field. That was just a stupid idea. When say Suzuki was injured, I think Miles master is going to add some value to this team. He's not an everyday starter, but he's a guy that can fill in and do little things. He's a fast guy, you know, and again, at shorty, look, he made some pretty good plays. Um, right. But again, once, at some point you're going to get some roster construction things here, like master bony madrigal, like, you know, who's talkman, like who, Who's who's going to be on this team and who's not going to be on this team? Well, the, and again, it's like we talked about in segment two when we were talking about the contract and the CBT. You know, if you can get rid of Miles Mastrobani, is not really costing you anything. But if you can free up Nick Madrigal or if you can free up, uh, you know, a, a guy like David Bodie, who you're still paying and he counts against your CBT, that, that I think the guys that have a little bit more contract, you don't want to get rid of those guys. The other thing you're looking at is options as well. So Yeah, options is a big part of it, right, of course. Yeah. yeah. Now, the Cubs pitching staff, after the starter came out, looked fantastic. Ben Brown went two innings. He gave up two hits and a walk. Uh, getting those walk down, though, is going to be a big key for Ben. And, and, and you know, I know Tommy hodovin has been on the Mullion Haw show and talking about, you know, a lot of the – and you talked about earlier, too. You have to get the innings that they're looking for. And if, if Ben Brown may not be a starter this year, but he could maybe be – a bullpen piece. And that's exactly how Justin Steele got his start coming out of the pen. And then, and then later on as a swing man, and then later on a starter before making the all-star game last year, Dustin, our guy, Luke little pitched a scoreless inning. Didn't give up a hit. He did hit a batter, but he had a strikeout and he was also throwing some heat. Sam McWilliams, Riley Thomas, and Blake Wyman all pitched scoreless innings. Again, the Cubs were up uh, eight to nothing in the ninth. The Giants scored four in the ninth inning with two outs off Chris Karshmer and Joe Nahas. That happens sometimes at the end of the blowout games, but this game was nowhere near as close as an eight. Eight to four is not even really close, but it wasn't even that close. It wasn't even that close, right? So, uh, again, nothing to get uh, too upset about, nothing to get overly excited about. Good news. Nobody's hurt, right? People are working on stuff, so this is a good thing. All, all Listen, Crowley, all happy and good right now in my Cubs kingdom. Okay, all Yes, happy sir. And and, uh, you know, in, in game three of this weekend on Sunday, uh, you had, again, that, that, that audition going on, and it was uh, this route. Javier Assad took the bump for the Cubs. Nico Horner, Ian Happ, Dansby Swanson, all in the lineup. Christopher Morrell back at third. Gomes at center. Wisdom DH and Mervis at first base. Canario right field and Pete Crow Armstrong in center. So, again, a good mix of veterans and young guys in there. Mervis again with the start. So we Mervis have not and R, seen Crow, Mervis and Crow Armstrong getting a lot of opportunities. Right. We have not seen Michael Bush yet. And we have not seen say Suzuki. So neither of those guys have played anything yet. So not saying anything. I'm not making any predictions. I'm just kind of pointing that out. Just something to kind of, kind of look at, but um, Javier Assad kind of struggled in this outing, Dustin. It was not the greatest, but again, he went 1.1 innings, gave up three hits, uh, three, uh, two earned runs, two walks. Um, so it just, I felt like he was getting squeezed a little bit by the umpire. It wasn't 
the absolute, he's you know, but, me, man, he's squeezing. He, there was some squeezing going on. And I, I would also say that uh, he did give up some hard contact. Uh, the Cubs offense so far, though, has not done anything against San Diego's pitching. Uh, we're already about through the sixth inning and they only have one hit. Dustin, uh, you know, that's obviously not going to cut it. Um, but the uh, uh, one guy that I want to kind of talk about, Daniel Palencia went an inning and he didn't give up any hits, any runs. He's, he's a flamethrower. He's a guy that, you know, he has options, so we might not see him at the start of the year, but I feel like he's going to play a big role on it. The other guy that uh, is one of my big guys, the guys that I really, really love, Cam Sanders, he went an inning and he had two strikeouts. Faced three batters, got two strikeouts. But, but the one thing, Dustin, we, we're looking for here is swing and miss stuff. Right. So when you talk about Luke Little, when you talk about Cam Sanders, when you talk about Daniel Palencia, this is the point where all of these this young talent is starting to bubble up. You saw it start to kind of come up last year. And I think you're going to see it this year even more. More of these young guys that that can throw it to 96, 97, 98. I'm tired of having guys coming out of the bullpen throwing 91, 92 miles an hour. That's not going to cut it in today's major league baseball. Nope, Carl, you're right. It will not cut it. That uh, that kind of stuff won't cut it. And you know, Craig Council and uh, Tommy Hadovy and the guys, they'll get it all. Uh, they'll get it all figured out. Plenty of uh, plenty of games coming as uh, we get this podcast going next week, right? Full slate yeah, of action. Yeah, full slate of action for next week, and so that, that that'll be exciting. The last thing about this this Padres game is the fielding a little bit sloppy. You got three errors, and that that is clearly. Uh, too many errors right now. So as far as the Cubs are concerned, uh, obviously not the best game that they've had so far. I, I would definitely say, um, but but again, like you said, full slate of games coming up for next week. And so by the time that we come on next time, Dustin, they're gonna you're gonna see them. They're gonna have a matchup against the Royals, Cincinnati, and Milwaukee. So two division teams that are on there, and then Colorado on Thursday. So. Uh, and that and then and, and that Thursday game against Colorado is the last day of February. So uh, that means Crawley's in spring training in two weeks, two weeks, three weeks until like you get there, weeks. two, two weeks, you know, give or take, you know, whatever. Again, remember, oh. everything is so good right now, Cub fans. Everybody is happy because Cody Bellinger is back. That's right. This is season three. It's episode 17. That's a wrap. We're going to uh, keep our eyes and ears on everything going on. We will hear from Cody Bellinger. We will hear from Craig Council. We will hear from uh, who else are we going to hear from? We're here from Carter Hawkins. We're going to hear from Jed Hoyer. That's all going to happen early this week. And right after that happens, you will hear from Crowley and I again. Don't forget to listen. Don't forget to download. Don't forget to give us that five-star review. That's a wrap, Crowley. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and uh, have a great start to the weekend. How could you not? Because Cody Bellinger is back. He's back. Go Cubs.